Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast, Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. Laurie, we're getting a lot of questions and comments on blocks. What are these things that are just stopping people from getting what they want emotionally, sexually? It's so hard when you want something and all of a sudden you get stopped from getting that. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's just let's take some time and try to understand these blocks and try to help each partner, maybe take them less personal when they understand what they're trying to do. Ultimately, I'm always asking, what is the function of the block? Let's talk about it. I know you're good at helping us understand that so that it doesn't seem so stuck. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Lots. How do we get through when people want good things? They want emotional connection. They can't seem to get it. They want sexual connection. They can't seem to get it. And you say, if we can understand what it means, that gives us a clue into how to resolve these problems. I mean, listen, the blocks are always bad timing. And I get why partners take them personal because they suck and they hurt. So we're not saying you shouldn't. And we'll get to that part of it. But I, I always, as a therapist, but as, as a partner, as a father, as a friend, how do I connect with people where they're at before I move on to step two, which is getting them to stretch or see something differently? I'm trying to do the same thing with these blocks. Like, w- what is working about these blocks? I get what's not working for the partner, but why, why do people do this? So what might be different blocks that we would see? People that take space because space feels safer. So they're going to take blocks like they're going to laugh. They're going to walk away. They're going to make jokes. They're going to be positive. They're, what, what's the function of these things? Mm-hmm. Right? We talk about this sexually. Like, oh, uh, I have a headache or I have something else to do. Like the, the act of going away, which feels so bad, the rejection. Mm-hmm. For the person doing it actually makes them usually feel safer. They get away from the pressure. They can think more clearly. They can figure out what they can do differently. Like going away works. So that would be the function in a lot of these avoidance blocks. Mm-hmm. Where the flip side of it are these more pushing, angry blocks that are trying to increase motivate change really, right? If there's hope in that, like if I can send you a hint, I can, you know, showing you my tone, I'm not happy. Like I thought we we're going to have sex tonight. Like I'm saying that because I'm hoping to like hit your brain with like, wake up. Like we talked about this, like get into action, do something differently because the status quo is not working. So these pressure blocks are just the function of them is their hope. They're really wanting change. They're, they're really trying to fight for the relationship. But the impact is so nasty because it comes across as, as critical and discouraging and deflating. So how do we hold both the intent of the block, which is to make the person feel safer, and the impact of the block, which makes the partner not feel so safe? Mm. So maybe we should take the emotional blocks first. 
we can block it from either side, from the pursuer or the withdrawer side. Yep. We can create a block that is creates a disconnection, is what you're saying. So an mm-hmm. emotional block, let's say it's a pursuer emotional block, come off angry, right? First thing right. that we say is criticism. Um, right. You're late again after work, right? Withdrawer comes in, it's trying right, to we've connect. Done, we've done late just recently, so let's do something else. Sorry. All right. I'm just going to block you. There's a live criticism right there, everyone. (laughs) Telling me I did it wrong. We can work with that one. We can work with that one. What do you think, Laura? And one block feeds the other, right? Your criticism leads to my avoidance, which we've talked about. But I also want to make you happy, so I will come up. Do I feel critical to you? No, no. So I didn't take out the garbage. We wake up in the morning, we're, you know, we're doing our thing, we're getting ready to go, and I've got to take out the garbage. I mean, it could be anything that's just... You don't have time for me. How's that? <laughs> okay. You don't seem to have time for me. That's a good one. Like, that doesn't motivate me. It pulls out my block that wants to feel like, well, let me figure out what she's talking about. Let me go away and like... Because if I start to defend myself and start saying, what are you talking about? We just went on a date the Friday night. Didn't we have date night? I mean, mm-hmm. which is going to tell you together. what? I think that would tell me that, well, it's defensive. So it's like, that wasn't just all I needed. So I feel like I'm not heard. Mm-hmm. So I need to go again. Yep. You're going to reset and come back. Yep. So how do we see if I was grounded? and wasn't offensive, how can I see the opportunity in what you're saying? That you actually bringing that up is a brave thing to do because you're trying to feel better in this relationship. You're asking for more time because you're noticing the distance creeping in. But it's hard for me to hear the message because it's delivered in a way that lands as criticism. And my block kicks in and wants to say, you know what, you know, this doesn't feel good. And if I talk about this, this is only going to lead to a fight. Let me just go away. And mm. maybe, you know, when I come back, we can talk about this. Mm. And the block on the other side would be an avoidance. What would that look like? That would be me walking away. But how could you honor the function? I'm walking away not because I don't care, which is how it lands for you. You're saying, hey, we're not spending enough time together. And I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm spending less time. How could that not trigger you? But why am I, got I going away? I the very away? opposite of what I wanted. Right there. Right there. Right there. It's like I didn't say it right, didn't say it soft enough, but maybe have tried to say it in a million different ways. You know, by the way, I was the one who set up the date on Friday night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you see the function of my going away? If I'm seeing a function of your, your criticism, which is trying to motivate right. change, right. How do you see the function of me going away? I have to see that you've gotten triggered, that you feel it as criticism. You're trying to calm down. You don't want to fight. For you, your feelings that have just been generated, you think are going to create distance between the two of us. So you are trying to reset inside. And I have to see that that immediate action, you know, is... Not that you haven't heard me, but that you're sort of taking space to think about it, get your head together about it. It's great. I mean, it's hard to do when it's happening, but maybe an hour or two later because it's the same move. My going away equals safety for me. 
right? My going away makes you unsafe. That's why this is such a bad miss. Mm-hmm. You need me to come fo- closer and I'm going further away. Right. But I'm going further away because this is what I've always done to regulate my emotion that's starting to become threatening. Mm-hmm. It is actually safety to go away. You're getting safe. I'm getting safe. I mean, I will say before the break that the fear of me being able to see that, like, okay, he's just getting safe. He's just taking space is like, I don't, I can't see the future. I don't see that necessarily once you get space, you're going to walk back my way. And that's what blocks you from seeing the function, right? Because if you give me permission to continue to be unsafe, I mean, to continue to be safe, you will feel unsafe, right? You're, you're, when you need me to come close, I'm always going further away. How is that going to work for you? Mm-hmm. So it's that's not. what makes it difficult. Okay, so let's come back, resolve that block. <laughs> <laughs> Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for the best lubricant on the market. I had some patients tell me just recently it is way better than the other ones that they have tried. That silicone really works. It feels natural. And so we encourage you to use UberLube, especially with foreplay. I mean, start using it right away. It's not something that you want to just save for the main event, right? Yeah. Who can argue with wanting more natural? <laughs> it's doctor recommended. It's hypoallergenic, which means it will not cause reaction in your body. It doesn't change your pH. Really important as a woman for you to know that. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. Manscaped has the perfect package. It's 3.0 kit, you know, with the lawnmower and all kinds of grooming equipment. And summer's coming up, George. So people have really got to step up their game because we're going to be wearing shorts and less clothes. That's right, man. You don't want all your hair popping out all over those shorts. Get yourself trimmed up, squared away, and ready for the spring. (laughs) And it's going to be hot out there, too. So Manscaped, they've got the crop preserver deodorant uh, for your balls (laughs) and anti-chafing. They've got great cologne, too, for those hot summer nights. And we just say... Use manscaped.com with the coupon foreplay for 20% off. Do yourself a favor and use the right tool for the job. And set your balls up for success. <laughs> All right, Lori, let's resolve that block. How do we get you to how feel do, safe? How do I get safety when I'm the one who has triggered my partner and he's walking away? You, mm-hmm. don't, you don't have enough time for me. I feel like we need more time and he says, you know, or feels criticized or maybe worse, right? Awful. When the partner doesn't say anything, just walks away or, or shuts down or acts like they didn't hear you or, but is really, I know my partner, trust my partner, know that this is how he copes. So how do I stay calm and hope that he just comes back? What would you suggest, <laughs> my friend, who would be more on that side of the You know, I, I think it's the more that you understand what the person's trying to do, which is feel safe. How do you say that to them to keep them engaged? If you know the block, if you could say, hey, listen, George, I know 
you know, when, when this is what you immediately do when you feel defensive because you don't want to make things worse. And I love that about you, right? But when you go away to feel safer, that le- usually leaves me hanging out, mm-hmm. right? So is there a way that you could stay in here where I could help you feel safe where we can keep this conversation going? So you, in, when we bring it up as pursuers, you're talking about kind of padding the conversation with an expectation of, I already know this is where we get into trouble. Yep. And I, I don't want to do the thing to you that I have done. I mean, it takes a lot of energy, especially because the pursuer is usually the one who brings it up. Mm-hmm. Right? So who brings up anything? You know, so, right. Um, and that's why it's powerful to name your cycle, because it's a lot easier to say, we're just doing it again. I don't, I can get why you want to go away, makes you feel safe, but you going away makes me feel unsafe, right? And we both lose by this. So again, this is, we need new moves if we're going to come up with a new pattern. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you have a choice of saying it that way. I like your term, padding it, right? You're just, this is predictable. Feathering you, the, you know, the message. Soft and... Well, you're trying to speak to that person's truth. You're trying to see that they're going away because they just don't feel safe. And you're acknowledging that. What, right? what about, I, I got to say, okay, so I'm the pursuer. <laughs> you know, though, what about the partner who doesn't bring up conflict? So, you know, the pursuer often gets the rap. You're the one who's conflictual. Mm-hmm. But the pursuer is busy all the time. Yep. You know, always preoccupied. And so doesn't doesn't see how their withdrawal from the relationship is tasking the relationship just says, you know, but I'm, yes, I'm working 18 days in a row. Exactly. The, the withdrawer has to initiate. They have to show interest. They have to, otherwise they're setting that pursuer up for anger and criticism. Right, that's understanding the function of the block. Whenever that pursuer is protesting, there's got to be a part of withdrawal that says, "There they are. They're fighting for the relationship. They're trying to recalibrate. They're giving me info that the distance is starting to creep in." I often don't recognize it because I can get so caught up in my own busyness. Mm-hmm. But how do you learn? How do withdrawers learn to befriend this criticism? Mm-hmm. Imagine what that would be like for you. If I could initiate a conversation and say, or imagine you get angry and then an hour later I come back and I say, you know, Lori, uh, it's so hard for me to still hang in there when I feel criticized, but I really get it where it comes from. Like you want something to change for the better. That's your way of, of trying to make our relationship stronger. So I'm sorry I couldn't hang in there, but thank you for bringing that up. So let's talk about it now. Yeah. It's the coming back, of course, that would feel wonderful. They did go away. They did think about it. They did say, oh, okay, you know, my partner wants connection. And that feels good. So that's how we resolve it. And the blocks function. The pursuers, you know, I, I guess their their block is is just the anger. You know, if they can say it from need, from vulnerability, I miss you. I haven't really seen enough of you, but I mean, that could trigger a withdrawal, George. It can. It can. It's not about a perfect way of saying this. And, and I, I think, think I think that the pursuer in me kind of wants to say, you know, but the withdrawer just lives in a world that is less aware of when they're going away. They don't see that as problematic. Because um, it's not for them. It's safe for them to go away. 
We spent a lot of time. Or it's productive, right? They're doing yeah. something else. They're with their friends. They're at their work. They're not doing bad things. This is my homework assignment to all you listening. Try it. I want you to tell your partner that the behavior that they do that you don't like, that it makes sense. So if you're a pursuer, I want you to say, hey, I get now in a little bit different way that you're going away is not because you don't care. It's just what you do to feel safe. It's what you do in all your relationships at work. It's like there's something about space that, that works for you. And the timing usually sucks for me, but I'm starting to get that in a different way. See how your partner responds when it feels like you're actually seeing that truth in a clearer way. Or if you're a withdrawer, for you to be able to say, hey, you know, I hate the timing of your anger because it, 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 it's always a message that I'm doing something wrong. But I'm really starting to get, you know, that the courage that you have to actually speak up to try to kind of create this change that like you're bringing attention to something that's important. It is your way of fighting for the relationship. It's your hope that things are going to change. If a withdrawer can say that to a pursuer, that really is closer to their heart around why they're doing it. They don't want to be say these things. They would much rather the withdrawer bring it up. But if the withdrawer is not going to bring it up, no one's going to bring it up. We put the burden on them. How about honoring that? That they're still working for the relationship. They're still trying to get what, what would be better for both people. So again, I think what that would be as your homework assignment, that would be both of you honoring each other's what we're calling blocks because it lands on you so badly. You're not really seeing the spirit of where it's coming from in the other person. What's the goal of these moves? Okay. I feel it. A little bit. I think you got to get clearer for me because I think it's so easy, you know, and I'm a pursuer. I think it's so easy for the more avoidant partner, the, the more withdrawing partner to not notice. And I, I want to move into sex now. Nice. Because I think that it becomes clearer there. The person who says, look at. So we could do that dynamics now. You're going to another topic. You're pushing, right? Now let's talk about sex. I'll be the avoider, like, oh, now we're talking about sex. We haven't got cleared on the last time. We're moving to the I, next I one. Know, so this is beautiful. Okay. No, I, this is our okay. dynamics. We're going we're gonna to use our personal pursue with your okay. moves. All right. Okay, so right there, you felt. <laughs> no, I didn't okay. at all. I just thought you it would be it. fun. Okay. I use laughter as a block to actually kind of show what withdrawals oh, often want to do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> now, does that I know you do sound like it's coming from a, a, a warm, fun place? No, it's not. It's like sometimes when you're laughing, I'm like, oh, shoot, I blew it. <laughs> this is your area of expertise to kind of talk about these blocks, you know, how they show up sexually. Yeah, I think that it becomes clearer in the sexual moment, like the, the partner who says, the withdrawing partner who maybe is the pursuer emotionally, right. but then says, who just has sex maybe one time, and then it's 10 days, right? Their, their pursuing partner says, you know, I don't want to pressure them. Things go wrong when I pressure them, and so I'm just going to wait. And then it's 10 days later, and the sexual pursuer taps their withdrawing partner and says, you know, it's been 10 days, and the withdrawer is like, yeah, but we're having sex more than we used to. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, it's to me, it, like they're forgetting, they're forgetting that life between them is sexual. I just think is so painful to the sexual pursuer. And I think the, it's such a block, right? I can just think that, well, I did have sex or whatever X number of days, but 10 days seems to stick out in my mind is like end of the road. <laughs> their forgetting is the way that they have blocked out the need of their partner. You know, I, well, let's come back from break and let's okay. get into how we could do that differently. Okay. OMGYES.com. It is a website that shows sexual technique on women. And so many men are curious about how do I touch a woman? This is naked bodies. I know some of you may not go for that, but you know, it is a beautiful website. I've used it and recommended it for years. They even have like a computer generated vulva that you can touch and learn technique from. It's pretty fabulous. They, and they give labels and words for different techniques so that two people can begin to understand each other. You know, I want tapping, I want circling, I want this. It's really a beautiful place. OMGYES.com slash foreplay. And we, we just want to say one little extra thing here that they are reaching out to therapists so that you can find this resource and use it free. You can go ahead and on our website, we will have a, a way to reach OMG Yes if you're a therapist to get the free sample of what this looks like. I was frustrated that I rarely wanted sex, but I learned there's an FDA-approved pink pill for that. Addy or Phlebanserin is the number one prescribed treatment for premenopausal women bothered by low sex drive. Visit addyi.com and complete your consultation to see if Addy is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with a fired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescription, over-the-counter, or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy, even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI, including boss warning at addy.com slash PI, or call 844-PINK-PILL. Is it ADD? So, Lori, yeah, we got this great example of this withdrawer saying, hey, we've had sex 10 days ago. I invite you to look at when it's pointed out, it's already not working, right, for that withdrawer? It's right. But those nine days before, them not talking about it or not bringing it up allows them to escape the pressure, the feeling like their body's not working, they don't have desire, like the not talking about the topic in the moment, the function of that block is to not feel those bad things that happen when they normally talk about sex. And they don't, they, they're saying they don't need it. So if they don't need it, why would I enter this place that is so difficult for me where I'm just going to be told I fail or I'm not going to feel something. I'm going to have sex and I'm not going to feel something. How, exactly. how awful is that? Every day that it's not brought up, 
I don't have to feel bad. I just wait for the day where my partner is going to bring it up and then I'll deal with it. But that avoidance does help them not feel in the short term a lot of those triggers. Like rolling over, going to bed, knowing your partner might be wanting to have sex. But the rolling over, going to bed allows you to not have to face kind of climbing that mountain and getting yourself ready, getting yourself. So th- there, is, there is a function to that avoidance that the pursuer often never can see. For some reason, I can see it more easily on this realm, <laughs> maybe because I, I work in it. I can see the avoidance as the block that serves them. With yeah. the emotional avoider, it feels more like, yeah, it feels worse to me, you know, that they, they don't need connection. And so, and I guess the sexual pursuer, right, they don't need connection. They don't need physical they don't feel desire, and so, and there's all these problems that come with not feeling desire. I, I think the biggest problem sexually in most relationships is the discrepancy of desire, let mm-hmm. alone sexual dysfunction is so easy to fix. I mean, it really is. It's this dynamic, and, and desire seems to be between people. Like, the more one person needs it, the less the other takes responsibility for needing it. Right. You know how, I mean, so many things are shared between us in coupleships. Desire is one of those things. Anxiety is shared in coupleships. I mean, lots of things. Sure. Well, it sounds like, what about the sexual pursuer? How do we honor the function of that? When you have to wait 10 days and you're hoping every one of those 10 days that your withdrawer is going to engage and initiate and they don't, mm-hmm. you finally have to say, hey, you know, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, the, again, that burden's back on you. It feels mm-hmm. pretty unfair. The function of that anger is wanting to say, hey, can you see how unfair this is? Because if you do, they're hoping what's going to happen. Their partner in the spirit of fairness is going to step up and take responsibility to share this yeah. between them. Exactly. So they're hoping for change. It's the hope it is behind that message. It's so hard for the partner to hear it because it lands so critically. But when you take away the pursuer talking about it, they get depressed, which is a good sign of the hope that's driving it, that really wants something differently. Mm-hmm. Describe the block again, George, for the sexual pursuer. What is so the, the anger or... Yeah, it's the anger. and They know their partner doesn't do well with anger. They don't want to be critical. They know that doesn't work. And yet here they are back in this place saying the same exact things. The tapes are playing and they're like, you just don't initiate. You don't like, you know, put any energy in. And here it comes. It's like the floodgates open. Yeah. So it's been 10 days and the pursuer is saying, hey, you know, you haven't initiated. You haven't remembered. You haven't given me any indication that this would be a good time or uh, Mm -hmm. it's like you're just preoccupied. You tell me every night you're tired. You're sending me signals that you don't want sex and I'm disappearing for you. My need is disappearing for you. And, and I don't know what to do to talk to you about that because if I talk to you, I I'm just going to shut you down. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear that I'm critical of you and yet I'm dying for you. How how do I live in this place of I'm dying to be with you and, but to tell you that is to push you away. That's the dilemma of the pursuer here. 
to say something they know doesn't work, but the other alternative is to say nothing. And that's real hopelessness because nothing's going to change if they say nothing. It's just going to continue to get worse and grow more distant. So they're always choosing these bad options. The only way out of this to change any negative cycles, both people got to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Right. The more that withdrawer can see the opportunity in these conversations, not just the criticism, they can start to see the hope that this pursuer is fighting for both of them in bringing this thing up. Yes, they can work on how they do it. But at the end of the day, the spirit that's driving it is beautiful. Like, does anybody ever see that? Or does everybody just see the anger and the criticism and both feel bad afterwards? Like mm-hmm. we can change how our brain sees information. And maybe we can't do it in the middle of a fight, but afterwards, it's the same fight. Like, where does that withdrawal come back and say, you know what, you're right, I haven't brought it up in 10 days. I'm sorry I put that burden on you. And if you have to bring it up, no wonder why you do it with a bit of anger. I mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. What do you think that would be like to hear, Lori? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. That's all we're looking for. Like, mm-hmm. to have us to just be seen in a better light instead of this negative light that the negative cycle creates. Mm-hmm. It's so unfair to be pushed into a position, and then when you do it, you're criticized for doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you lose on both ends. The sexual pursuer wants to be seen for their push is about intimate physical connection, which we can't live without. I mean, relationships don't thrive without that, not romantic relationships. Absolutely. And... I- the emotional withdrawer wants, the emotional pursuer wants to be seen as similarly, like time together, depth, connection. This is what nurtures us, makes us a team, makes life yes. feel good. Amen. I love it. But what about the withdrawer? What do they want to be seen for? Underneath, they both want the same thing to feel safe, to be wanted, to be seen as, as, as capable and attractive. And, right? But it's so hard for the withdrawer that doesn't feel so great about themselves and not having desire in this case to want to engage. Because mm-hmm. to engage means they have to face these things. And they, their strategy, their safety has just been trying to take space and avoid it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be my big hope is that blocks are inevitable. There's nothing wrong with blocks. They're just strategies for trying to kind of create change. It's really what the couple's going to do with these blocks. Are they going to keep using them to create more distance, defensiveness, and blame? Or can they use these blocks as a bridge to really understand their partner in a better way and to get closer? And maybe this is too hard to do in the middle of a fight when the impact is hard. But afterwards, couples are quite capable of doing this. Mm -hmm. And when they do it, it really can start. That bridge can be really powerful. I agree. Sometimes in a really bad session, you know, maybe I'll end with people in this terrible place. And I kind of always am praying that the bond they feel with each mm-hmm. other makes it worth their risk to come back to each other sometime you know, away from the session with me and mm-hmm. do a little bit of repair, do this work of, you know what, we are still important even though we're stuck here. Just have that conversation. I don't know that they're necessarily having it as elegantly as you just put it, but I, I do think most people who are, not psychotic, right? You know, have a motive to love each other. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. The only difference between the best couples and the couples who don't make it is that ability to repair. Mm -hmm. This is just another way of doing that. Use these blocks as a bridge and it will increase the safety in your relationship. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot and repair. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.